Welcome to this episode of Hustle and Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. Michael Barham is our guest today, and he's here to talk to us about some research that he's uncovered working with coaches. So welcome to Hustle and Pro, Michael. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little about you? Um, I want to know about your own sports background, but then also just a little bit about um, you know your work with coaches and athletes too. I started playing basketball when I was about five years old. Uh, my uncle who raised me, you know, he put the ball in my hand and it was more so just to keep me active and keep me out of trouble. Um, it was one of those things to just take the energy out of me. And then I fell in love with the game um, and played it all the way through high school. You know, I, uh, that is where my, my, my basketball career ended. I wasn't blessed enough to, to make it to the next level. But after that, um, once ball was over with me you know I went through this this tough transition and so I, I accidentally started coaching basketball uh, I was going just trying to stay out of trouble myself as a teenager I, I went to my former elementary school and asked the coach you know could I help and learn from him because I understood that cool. playing the game was different than coaching the game and so you know I began to to coach there and uh, after my first year during that I was like uh, I'll never do this again because it was fifth and sixth graders and so that's kind of rough. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little rough. You know, I was uh, 19 years old trying to make fifth and uh, the sixth graders listen to me. <laughs> and I was barely responsible for myself. And uh, when it was all over, I was like, I want, I can't wait to do this again. Then I, then I had the opportunity to coach at the high school level. And I, and I did that for about 10 years. So I'm, wow. I'm grateful for that opportunity. Well, you say, you know, you only played through high school. I think that's the way you said it. I think that's a lot. Um, you know, everybody's high schools are different wherever you come from and how competitive each high school is. I think that's a, a good goal is to play through your high school life. I mean, playing for your school is a really good, um, you know, accountability and peer groups. And um, I just think playing for high school is a really good accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, just as a player and as a coach, there's there's a lot of people who wanted to that they just didn't have the opportunity to play for the high school. And so uh, you definitely get a lot out of playing for high school, uh, which I know we'll, we'll get into a lot, a little bit of that. But just the discipline, um, being able to uh, be a team player, mm -hmm. have meaning and playing like school pride, being able right. to play for that. Uh, the school itself and, and bring excitement to your student body and, and the name and the brand of your school itself. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for being a, a piece of a bigger idea, right? Like just one player or member of a team that means something to more people. So, okay, so we're going to talk about the five characteristics that every coach loves. So first, I guess, tell me how this came to be um, that you, you know, were able to kind of, uh, survey and talk to some coaches to put this together? So for me, uh, when I first started uh, coaching high school basketball, I wasn't uh, as big on X's and O's because I was I was trying to learn, which rightfully so. That's why I wanted to, to go to that level and coach. But the things that I did have down pack, because uh, I always wanted to work, was the, the skill development and, and the personal development piece. And as I began to grow each year with my players, I would see, you know, we, we, we echo certain things and we tell guys and girls certain things. But during the summertime, when we would have the meetings and we would tell the individuals who were coming back, hey, work on this, this and this. And we would go a whole year. And it's like, you didn't work on anything we said for the summer. And so I think the biggest things I try to tell 
any kid is, no matter no matter your skill level, there, there are some things that will get you playing time um, if you internalize them. And so I, I was like, okay, I know I'm saying to myself, let me survey other coaches and see what do they feel the best characteristics are. So I had the opportunity because I have a relationship with high school coaches. Uh, then I, I had the opportunity to, to interview a few uh, college coaches as well and just took the, the characteristics that uh, came up a lot. And then I just expounded on those. It's so true. And that when you say that, it makes me think of, I don't know, there's a post or something that goes around. It talks about the things that don't require any talent, right? The things you can do to make yourself better that isn't necessarily a specific sports skill, right? There's a lot of things, even in just life that you can do. Um, so, okay. So let's jump into them. So you have, it's five, five characteristics. So, um, I'm going to start with the first one. I want you to kind of just give me a little more insight on each one. None of these are giant surprises, but being a good communicator, so, you know, I've only coached little league, little, little cheerleader girls, little league, um, baseball boys. So, uh, but I'm known for saying, you know, talk to each other and in soccer on the soccer field, you know, you got to talk to each other. So, um, I probably say that too much and the kids might not even know what I'm meaning by that, but, but is that what we're talking about here when a coach is looking for, when you're talking about communication skills? Absolutely. I think it's, it's, it's important for several reasons. Sometimes, depending on the sport, it can be dangerous if you don't communicate. So that's one thing. Whereas if you're you're blindsided by a pick in basketball or uh, if something happens in football or even in soccer, like just being blindsided by someone or something that you don't know what's going on. I, I like to look at it as uh, in the car. Whenever we're driving in the car, we have the regular side mirrors. Well, a lot of people have those, the smaller circle mirrors that show you your blind spots. Mm -hmm. And so that helps you communicate for the things that you can't see. And that's what communication is. Uh, it's so important. I know that uh, there's been biggest, there, been, there has been big times in the game where it may be uh, a rivalry game where there's thousands of people in the gym or, or on the field and communication, whether it be verbal or nonverbal communication is very important uh, for the fulfillment of the mission, whether it's scoring again, or whether it's a change of a play, everything breaks down if there is no communication. Right. Yeah. It's so important. I always think of on the baseball field, even like just the simple fact of out loud saying how many outs you have. And if, you know, telling your infield team where you're going with the ball, if the ball's hit to you or, you know, just verbal reminders to keep your team in line. And like you said, if your teammate, if you're open, if you're not open, those are the obvious ones too. But like, if your teammate's in trouble, let them know somebody's, you know, coming on them or, or whatever. So yeah, communicating is big. And I think that for some athletes, that's hard and that can be scary to speak up and to put themselves out there and, you know, be loud if they're just a shy personality. So it's definitely a skill that is easily worked on. You can work on that through practice and then, you know, game situations all the time. Right. Absolutely. I think, uh, like you said, when it comes to person, that's the biggest thing uh, when it comes to personality is because like you can be a shy person, you can be an introvert by nature, but uh, those are the things that helped you stand out because here's the thing I think is, like any of the other things, the things that that help you stand out are the things that often make us uncomfortable, right? right? So that communication. And that's absolutely. where you grow. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the next characteristic is being mentally tough. 
I love this one. And we just said grow. So um, this is a big area for growth for so many athletes as they're coming up. Right. Um, And I love, I use this a lot as my own household because this is not always related to size and muscles and strength. Um, There's so much more to that when you get on the field. You can be mentally weak and be beat before you've stepped on a court, right? I think the biggest thing is not to make a deep. I'm a very simple person, right? So when it comes to being mentally tough, like you said, most people think that, you know, uh, you have to be big in size or something like that. It's just making a conscious effort to meet adversity in its face and say that I'm going to get on the other side. Because there are certain times um, in, in a game where, like things are not going to go your way. We tell our kids all the time when I'm coaching this, it's like they're going to go on a run. We're going to go on a run. But and it's going to be a game of runs. But who can outlast the run? Like when it when it's not going your way, I need you to be OK. When you mess up, that's the biggest thing, because we we focus on perfection. But it's, it's like you're going to mess up. How will you respond when you mess up? And, and it's locking in and, and being uh, mentally tough enough to know that I'm going to outlast right now this is not going to always be that way and that's what it looks like to me is being mentally tough and as well as just the competitive edge of of not wanting to be dominated you know and how and then that's the same thing is how can I outlast this other person uh for the fulfillment of the goal and that goes into the next characteristic too which is work ethic um how you can't, I don't think you can coach that into someone. You can suggest it and hint towards it, but you can't make a kid or a player show up early, stay late. You can't make them work on their own at home. Like you talked about early on off season, you know, you're not there. You're leaving it up to them to decide what is my work ethic? Am I going to push myself when it's up to just me? Well, like you said, like work ethic is more so it's it's a desire. And the thing is, I think one of the hardest things or one of the hardest reasons why kids can't lock into work ethic is because nowadays they just want to work enough for Instagram clip, for a Snapchat clip, for 15 to 30 seconds for a clip for them to look good. And, and that's what I noticed. And I'll see these fancy clips. And when the season rolled around, I was like, yo, I saw you all summer with nice clips like you were in the gym working out. And I don't see any benefits of it. But it has to be a desire uh, to to show up and to get better. You know, not being okay. And, and it's more so about self-assessment. So I'm not okay with the results that I produce. So I'm going to work until I get better. And I can't depend on anybody else because I, I remember uh, being on a basketball trip. Uh, we were in Tennessee playing in a tournament, and um, I typically get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I never, ever make my players or anybody else do that. So I, I'm in the gym um, running and working out, and I see one of my players come in. And I had knew he had work ethic, but that was a very moment I was like, nobody told you to do that. You're not trying to impress me. You came in. He didn't say anything to me. He just got beside me and started doing the work. And at that moment, it's like, like you said, you can't coach that. Like, I, I can't tell you what to do. I can mention something that may help you become better, but you have mm-hmm. to have that that desire, that internal engine uh, to make you want to work and become the best version of yourself. Yeah. And the, what you mentioned though, about what is the outcome you're looking for, because work ethic is different. If your outcome, your goal is 
a good photo shoot or a highlight reel versus to be a good teammate and, and, you know, hit your goals and win or whatever your results you're looking for. I think another thing that, that locks into it with work ethic is the exposure, to be honest with you. Cause I, I remember uh, at one point, like I was the best kid um, on my side of town, right. Where, where I was from on my, on, you know, you go 10 blocks over East West. I was the yeah. best, but as, I began to grow and see different competition. I was like, whoa, I'm not working as hard as I thought I was. And I had a teammate in high school before we started doing two days that was required by a coach. He was a transfer from another school. He was working out five o'clock in the morning before we had practice and before school. And I was like, it's not that deep. But he had a different work ethic. He actually went further than me. Um, and it was simpler because of he was exposed to a different level of work ethic than I was. So like you said, it's all about that outcome and, and what you're exposed to as well when it comes to work ethic. It's a good point though, exposure, because it's real easy to get complacent in your own bubble, especially when you've been told you're the best or you feel that you're the best. And then you, once you ever get a taste or a peek outside of that and realize, uh oh, there's, there's a lot of people in this state or this country that are doing it better than me or faster than me or whatever. Um, yeah, that can definitely push you. And and yeah, re- make you realize your work ethic needs a overhaul, right? You can always <laughs> do better. There's always somebody out there working harder than you. Absolutely. So then I want to talk about discipline also. So I kind of feel like that's similar um, to work ethic, but but what kind of discipline are we talking about? Is this more off the court stuff or what, like, what are we looking at when you say that coaches want to uh, rank the discipline as a high characteristic they want to see in their athlete? So it, it's a on and off, right? So I think one of the things that I've, I've been blessed to see is, and it's because we harp on it, is the last thing, you know, we're focused on the mission and vision to win every school, you know, is wants a state championship. So if, to, in order to get there, we have to be healthy. Uh, we have to be able to perform and we have to be able to show up. So if we have to harp about grades or disciplinary issues, uh, then that stops the entire mission. So the one thing that was like, I'm not going to have to talk to you about discipline, like doing your homework or doing your schoolwork, not doing something in the classroom, not having to have a teacher to come talk to me, because what that does is it, it stops the mission and vision because I have to discipline you or the principal discipline you. Um, it's hurting the team. And that's a selfish thing. Being disciplined enough to handle the things to do the work, handle the things that you handle business like you have to. And then on, on the field court, whatever it is, um, I guess it's more so like that emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. right? So um, if another team is playing dirty, do we react or do we respond? So that means that I've thought about it. I'm not trying to get a tech, a double tech. I'm not trying to get a flag. I'm not trying to get thrown out. Um, how can you uh, show up with your actions and not your words? I think one of the biggest things I love is Saban doesn't allow his kids to look up at the scoreboard. That's a discipline because if you do look up at the scoreboard, that starts to mess with your mental. Right. So I got to be disciplined enough to not look up there. Oh, that's uh, good. I not look up there because if I look up there, it'll start messing me up in my head. So, but me looking at knowing, like, oh, I can't look up. I can't look up. So it, it's just one of those things to where, you know, the being disciplined is very important. And when we have a disciplined athlete, you stand out so much. And it doesn't take, like we talk about, it doesn't take skill to be disciplined. It's just being a leader and understanding that I'm going to do something different than other individuals and just do what I'm asked, asked to do. 
hearing you say that, I'm imagining the high school level is where that really starts to separate people. Um, you know, it gets hard. High school classes are hard and juggling all those expectations and all the workouts and all the things you have to do as a teenager. Um, that's probably where that comes into play a lot. And if you haven't figured it out by the time you're done with high school, you know, good luck keeping up with school in college. Right. And then reporting and being a, a full-time student athlete too. So that's a, that's a good one. Okay. The last one is passion. And I read that you said this was what most of the coaches or like 80% of the coaches or something ranked as like one of the highest things. Absolutely. I think the biggest things is, and I guess it lines up, like you see a kid, when you see a kid and you see that sparkle in their eye, uh, especially during the summertime, uh, it is that's summer is the biggest separator, if you ask me, uh, because you see them working out or calling you, asking you for the keys to to open up the field or open up the gym. And when that when when it's over, they're saying, "Coach, uh, I'll stay. I'm gonna stay a little later." You know, they're or they're asking you, you know, what else can I get better at? Or they're or they're sending you a clip and showing, or they're saying, "Hey, did you see this game?" And it's like, well, I wasn't watching the game, but I'm glad that you you are, and, and that they're talking about it all the time, and and they're in, they're engulfed in watching film, different things that. As an adult, we do so we can prepare them. But when they do it, that's when you know you have that passion for it. And there's a there's a different way that they talk about it. You know, it's a different energy when you have a passion for the game. I think one of the biggest things outside of talking, we want players to bring a certain energy to the game and excitement to the game. I know the biggest thing is like, yeah, energy are low on warm-ups. Your energy is low. But those who have pa- passion, they don't need anybody to tell them about energy because they're locked in and they're ready to do what they love and everybody don't love the game. So communicator, mentally tough, work ethic, discipline, and passion. So none of those are big surprises, but I love just touching on them and at least talking through them to just kind of remind us, um, those of us in the, in the world of sports and me, I have a 10 year old and a 15 year old athlete. So it's always good to go back to those basics and remember all the things that you can control that are in your control every day. And those are the things that are most beneficial to growing as a, as an individual athlete and, you know, for your coaches to, to want to give you more playing time and get better. Absolutely. That, 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 and making sure that as you begin to do the things that uh, are, are shiny and fun to do, uh, working on those skills, just keep in mind that these are just as important to have when your skills break down or when the things that you work on didn't work. You can always lock into the five things that we discussed today and they'll always show up for you. Yeah, I love that. Tell us um, what your website is and how somebody can find you. Yes, uh, my website is www.michaelbarhamelevates.com. You can you can always find me on, on other social media platforms as Michael Barham Elevates, and that's M I C H A E L B A R H A M E L E V A T E S. Got it. Awesome. Well, thanks, Michael, for jumping on Zoom with us today and running through those characteristics with us. And thank everyone else for listening to this episode of Hustle and Pro. We will see you next time. 